0: Right, General Quarters. This is Battleground. Today's Wednesday, October the 7th, and we have a great guest. We always have a great guest, Alfredo Ortiz. He is the president of Job Creators Network, and he's also somebody that is working close with the president. Alfredo, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on Battleground. Thanks, Evan. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we saw you know a lot of things going on right now. We see the president overcome his last challenge his last battle it's like the highlander man you know there can only be one right Uh, i don't know if you've seen that meme going around but it's it is so fitting right um he he overcame now we know right this coordinated you know effort from the previous administration to try and take down a political opponent, we saw that Brennan briefed the president. We saw what you know the Obama, the Clinton campaign did with the Russians and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's disgusting. He overcame that. He overcame you know fake investigation, the Mueller report, you know the Mueller testimony. Then the Ukraine call, this fake call, this fake impeachment. COVID, you know, th- this guy, this guy is, you know, is, is, is man. I mean, you know, Highlander, right? Yeah, it's, only true. One, you know? it's true. You know, he he has survived and defeated everything and everyone. Um, and, and, and it makes him stronger every time. Look, I was, uh, I was at Walter Reed. I went there, you know, for a little bit on Friday night. Uh, we went there for a little bit on Saturday. We got to see the president drive by, which was just amazing. Uh, Sunday, we were there for a little bit. And, uh, and, and of course we went there on Monday, you know, when, when he was going to go out on, 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 Marine one. And I'll tell you what uh, I feel is um, he couldn't make it out to a rally. So the rally went to him.
1: Yeah, that was great. Was great and, you know, you're this. from
0: around this area, so you understand, you know, Bethesda, Maryland is probably one of the most liberal areas in the country. They're oh, yeah. radicalized and insane. They need psychiatrists over there and less, less politics. And this place was on fire. They were flags. There were hundreds, if not more, you know, all the way up and down the street. It's just amazing. Um, and I was so surprised to see so many Hispanics. Yeah. So many Hispanics were there. It was just amazing. And I yep. know some polls that are showing, you know, really great numbers for Hispanics. Tell us about what, some of the work that you're doing with the administration on this specific front.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Ivan. And, and it's so true. And by the way, that enthusiasm gap that you sensed and felt there at uh, Walter Reed, I mean, that's true for the entire country. That enthusiasm gap really exists between, you know, the Biden camp and, and the Trump camp. I mean, it really is almost on a two to one basis. It's unbelievable. People are, are, are really fervently enthusiastic uh, and excited for this president, for the reelection of the president. And uh, amongst Hispanics, uh, you, you said it right. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, a year ago, uh, I, I started calling, uh, you know, Hispanics really for Trump uh, and making this uh, c- kind of uh, estimate of what we would come in at. I said it was going to be somewhere between 41 and to 43% would fall for Trump. And people were thinking I was off my rocker because he had 26% uh, in the 2016 election. They're like, you are crazy, Alfredo. How could that be? And now look at the polls. I mean, in some, some polls I'm looking at, it's 50%, 50%. Um, I'm sticking with my 41 to 43 range, which is still amazing. Uh, but that's because this president really understands what it's like uh, to run a business, to make sure that the, econ- I mean, the economy was red hot before COVID. This yep. again, remember, we got, it, it was pandemic just completely took us out of the blue, um, completely unexpected. I kind of make a little bit of an analogy, kind of like uh, Captain Solly and, and the landing of, of that plane on the Hudson, right? It's like a total do- double bird strike, had no idea it was coming, right? All you could do is lean on your experience because there was no guidebook for any of this stuff. Um, and, you know, that's what he did. And because of that leadership and experience uh, efforts that he did, for example, closing China, even though everybody was calling him xenophobic, Um, He closed down travel from China, and thank goodness that he did. Those numbers would have been a lot worse. I mean, look, any death, Ivan, is a horrible death, right? It means that somebody's suffering out on this side because it's the person left behind. But look, I mean, again, it could have been so much worse, right? But right now, our big concern, uh, Ivan, just so you know, is that we continue to have these closings. I mean, we just saw the unemployment rate come in at about 7.9%, below that magical 8%, which was really critical for his reelect. Um, but when you look at what the unemployment rates are in some of these blue states, blue governors, I mean, between New York and uh, uh, Los—excuse uh, me, in California, I mean, these rates are, are, are really quite higher than the national average. Um, New York City, I think, is at 16%, I mean, which is just unbelievable,
0: right? It's all these lockdowns, right? So Yeah, it's
1: all, it's all the lockdowns. I mean, if it hadn't been for those states, I mean, we'd probably be hovering back into five, probably five and a half percent, Ivan but you know Hispanics really understand that this president understood what to do to get the economy rolling through lower regulations lower taxes and they really were beneficiaries Hispanic- hey, feel, businesses- you know
0: you 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 you're hitting some great points here and and i and i and i and i and i want to i, I want to ask you you know very very pointed is you know these 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 shutdowns these unemployment numbers you know they're affecting our community more than any other sure. yeah you no know? and you know in in I in and talking to a lot of latinos they figured it out that it's all it's all a racket it's all a scam and they're being impacted and you know what and when this president you know pre-covid had the economy humming they were making more money than ever before That's they right. had better jobs than ever before and all of a sudden this crap hits and yeah. all these blue states are shutting everything down. They're not letting, they're not letting us go back to work. And yeah. they get it. They have failed. Yeah. It. It's a racket.
1: Yeah and, Ivan, I, yeah, and Ivan, to your point, and when you look last year, Hispanic, excuse me, home ownership, two-thirds of net new home ownership was actually Hispanic. Two-thirds, which is unbelievable. We had record low uh, unemployment rates amongst Hispanics. Wage growth was at record high. Um, Latinas, uh, you know, such a great community and demographic. We're doing extremely well, Latina small business owners. Um, but yes, you're right. I mean, our, our our particular population has really been hit hard uh, with this COVID because we do operate a lot in the hospitality space, whether it's in you know hotels, restaurants, right? That space, as you know, has been hit really, really hard, the hospitality devastated, area, devastated. And, and it has been devastating. I mean, and again, just looking at New York City, they estimate that it may be as much as 70 percent, 70 percent of the eateries will be closed down uh, by the end of the year based on based on the numbers we're seeing. So which is which is crazy.
0: Do you think but, that you know, pushes, do you think, Alfredo, do you think that pushes the number higher? I had somebody, a, a, a journalist Latino um, from Voice of America actually say, you know what, this could actually drive the Latino vote to 55 percent.
1: Yeah, like I said, you know, I'm seeing these numbers up. there really high, 50, 55%. I've seen that. You know, I I, I always like tempering my enthusiasm, but, uh, you know, a a 43% vote is still very, very nice, coming from the 26%. And by the way, if you look at the black vote as well, you you listen to uh, Senator Scott from South Carolina. I mean, he's predicting 18 to 20% of the black vote, which is just really unbelievable. I mean, those two alone pretty much guarantees the president a re-election.
0: That's what I'm um, saying, you know, because I, I you know, I, I've been saying for a long time, <clears throat> for for over a year, that he's going to get 15 to 20 percent of the black vote, 35 to 40 percent of the Hispanic vote, and if he gets those numbers, it's a landslide, right?
1: Yeah, it, so, it, it,
0: and we it, it, and we see God. that that's the case, right? Yep. We see that that's the case right now. We saw some numbers with the black 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 support around 22. Uh, Hispanic support—I think it was like forty-something, forty-four. Or so, um, yet Biden's up fourteen in the polls.
1: You, you yeah, know. well, that—that's that, right. And, you know, this president Hispanic. really under, understood yeah. understands the importance of the Hispanic population. Right, sixty-plus million Hispanics out in this country. I actually was was really honored to be um, uh, chosen and and, and uh, uh, you know uh, with a position on the White House Prosperity Initiative as a commissioner there. To really look at how we can better prosperity amongst Hispanics, I mean, this president truly understands, it, and it's beyond education, and that's why he opened it up beyond just the Department of Education. We've got labor involved, we've got commerce involved, we got, you know, HUD involved. I mean, uh, SBA, of course, because he understands that this is such an important element of our population of this country, right? That leads to the success. Of overall all of America, and so right. he really has and embraced. The
0: administrator Jovita, right? She's uh, she's Latina too. Yeah, I mean, and she's fantastic. President is truly committed to the Latinos, uh, truly committed to the, to, to, to the Black community as well. Yep. He's, not, he's not a racist, you know, like the like the left likes to call him. Yeah. He is, uh, you know, one of the most inclusive presidents that I've ever met. I, you know, I I met the I met the president before he was president when when he bought Doral. Uh, we were members down there. So we got the opportunity to interact with him a bunch of times. So, uh, you know, just a great guy, and the way he treated his staff, the way he treated everybody, yeah. he's just. Yeah. A guy.
1: I, I always tell people, folks like you and I would never be supporting or working with right. uh, a, a racist. I mean, that's just the bottom line. It's just ridiculous to think that, you know. But, but that's what you know. The the left keeps throwing at him, trying to make it stick. Hey, we we t- both know it's, he's not. Yeah. Tell
0: us about this. Uh, t- tell us about this commission you're on. Some of the things you started talking about, and I cut you off, so I'm sorry. You know, so SBA, hot e-commerce, everybody's involved. Tell us a little bit about it because it didn't get a lot of play, as you know. Right. Because as soon as that, that happened, you know, the press went crazy on the Goya story to divert.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's exactly it. And again, right. and, and you know what, and, and and my hat's off to uh, uh Babu Nanwe because he's stuck by his guns. Look, he's doing this because he believes in our community. He believes in the idea of giving back that, you know, his family has had success in this country as, as immigrants and, you know, as Hispanics, and he wanted to give back. He appreciates the fact that this president, uh, you know, ha- has asked him to serve in this role. And, you know, I'm just glad that he didn't, you know, like many other CEOs, I have to tell you, I mean, you've seen this, they just back down and they they, they cower because of, you know, the the social media from the left and in the news, but you know, he stood by it. And I was really proud of folks around the country that were out there supporting Goya. We actually, uh, uh, commemorating and and kind of uh, uh, celebrating uh, uh, Mr. Nanwen Goya Foods, we actually have an initiative that I I jokingly call the Goya Movement, the get off your ass movement, because it's about keeping America America and all the wonderful uh, things that it does. But going back to your point on, or question on the commission, it's, a, it's just really fantastic. I mean, we've already had just a couple of meetings and the speed at which we're doing things and looking at things and revamping things. I mean, I have to tell you, Ivan, this commission is going to go far beyond helping just Hispanics achieve prosperity. This is going to help all small businesses across the country. So black, you know, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. The things that we're talking about are truly going to help, uh, we believe, small businesses across the country, which again, not only the backbone of our communities, but the backbone of our country.
0: Fantastic, man. I'm so excited. I mean, you know, like I was saying, you know, the way the president had the country, had the economy, it was humming, you know, yeah. you're you're president of the job creators network, you know, big, big organization here in the DC area. Right. Um, yes. uh, all about jobs, all about networking. Um, great, great, great organization, by the way, I get, I get your email. I've been getting your emails for years. Um, but, um, this COVID, this artificial shutdown, you know, um, when people say he doesn't care, he obviously does because he shut down the greatest economy in the history of the world to save Americans. Right, right. You know, so I don't know how somebody can say he doesn't care, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just lunacy that that we're hearing from the left. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, Alfredo, is, you know, being in the role that you are, And not just for Hispanic, because, you know, the, the, the show's in English, so everybody listens to it, you know, is how would how would you recommend people right now that are maybe in transition that are on hold, that maybe their job is, is on lockdown or shut down or they got furloughed? What do you recommend? What's out there? How, how, how do they shift? What do they do Yeah, Right.
1: Well, well, I would like like I, I mentioned earlier, the hospitality industry as a whole has been the hardest hit, right? So when you think about cruise ships, airlines, restaurants, hotels, those four, we are predominantly we have we have a pretty big presence from an employment standpoint as Hispanics in that field. So we are going to be hit hard, that's for sure. Um, there are a lot of great other industries though that are booming. When you think about you know actually, retail's has been crazy. Is it really? You know, Warehouse from a warehouse job, you know, you think about the Amazons. You yeah, Amazons. About, yeah, a lot of a lot of things have shifted, you know, towards this kind of you know warehouse uh, type thing, direct online. I mean, that's been so big from that perspective. Um, so those jobs are, are definitely there. Um, I mean, right now, you know, we we are seeing that V shaped recovery. I will tell you, Ivan, that uh, this morning, um, you know, actually, I should say yesterday. Um, we all heard that the president's told Mnuchin to just stop negotiations with Pelosi on further um, stimulus bill. But this morning, he said, hey, let's get targeted on these, right? Let's focus on the airline industry right now. And let's focus on getting some money on that paycheck protection program, which by the way, both of those is about $150 billion. It's already still there in the CARES Act. It's sitting in a pile of funds that's already been allocated. So it's just getting you know Pelosi to just really do what she says she does, which is care about the American public and the little guy, so to speak, right? Let's get those funds released, right? And so we do need to do that so we can get that hospitality industry in particular going. Like I said, think about that 70% of the eateries potentially in New York City gone by the end of the year. I mean, that means, you know, all those Think about it, the, the waiters, the bar keeps, right. you know, the hosts. I mean, think about all of that. Plus not only, you know, the, the entrepreneurs themselves who own these businesses right. that are gonna be out, but You know, we're also working on something that we're looking at, you know, we've heard a lot of what we call the onshoring of the PPE, the the physical protection equipment, uh, you know, and bringing some of the pharmaceutical stuff back from China and stuff like that. We're working on making sure that small businesses actually have a disproportionate amount of that, what what I call a pie that's going to come back from China um so that we're not just rewarding you know large businesses right i love large businesses that's great a lot of small businesses want to be large businesses so i'm not in any way shape or form saying that that big business is bad sure but they do have their own ways of being able to get that they've got their lawyers they've got their lobbyists right they understand that small business doesn't so we need to lobby that small businesses and hispanics will be will be a big portion especially on trade when you think about puerto rico you know, before 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 they got rid of of the the benefits that Puerto Rico had on a pharmaceutical basis, right. for example, there was great business down there, and that oh, went away. Yeah. That went away, and that went all to China. Yep. So we have an opportunity to bring that back. It'll help Puerto Rico out. It'll help Puerto Ricans out. Um, so so it's a, it's a great thing. But we need do need to help small businesses now with that Paycheck Protection Program coming back, um, and the airline industry, the hotel industry, restaurant industry. These are all need, need, need that support because they're, again, the ones that were most hurt. But for folks out there that are struggling and hurting, there are other jobs out there They are just in different industries. They need to look uh, you know, outside of their current industry. Um, things are going to be different, Ivan. I mean, there's just no way about it. When you also think about the urban center is going away because these office buildings are pretty much not coming back. They're, they're closed. I mean, in Virginia, you just go down to like the Arlington area and stuff like that all those all those office buildings are pretty much closed yeah and
0: so all you Maybe know everybody's my, working out of the house i mean i'm at, i'm i'm working at home i mean right I i'll
1: tell gone. you this my dry, my dry cleaner went out of business yeah. right There's, there was no business just completely dried up on her and yep. you know, so, so it is going to be different it's hard you know there are going to be people who are just going to be displaced um and that's why i was saying these opportunities like the onshoring. i want to help what i call the displaced entrepreneur yeah. Um, you know, that through, again, no fault of their own, um, just, just unfortunately got hit hard, uh, way hard to the point that they may have lost their business. Yeah. Let's give them an opportunity to do something. And that's
0: devastating for a lot of people. I mean, you know, I, you're talking about 70%. I had heard that 60% of those jobs were never going to come back, right? Yeah. Are, are around the country, uh, nationwide. And that's a huge, huge number. That's yeah. devastating. We do, we
1: do know, Ivan, for example, construction the construction is just booming right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it, it's yeah. crazy. When you try to go look
1: for inventory, I mean, it is booming. So that's another great industry. Um, and I do think trade is going to be a whole separate thing. That's yeah. one of the things we were talking about in, in one of our meetings on this commission is the role of the SBA. Uh, when you think about when it was created in the 50s, uh, how much revamping has really taken place of the SBA since then? Not as much as we probably Um, should have been doing. And so I think this is a great opportunity for all. Well, you know,
0: again, going back to the PPE stuff, you know, we know for a fact that there's like a global demand of about 32 billion N95 masks. Right. And there's only a production of about 6 billion. Right. Uh, So there's a 25 billion mask Delta per year. Um, You know, 3M, one of the largest producers who, can't take care of the all the demand that everybody's going crazy looking for demand for masks, and you know they're making about two billion or in change, two point three billion masks a year globally, annually, right? Right. All over the world, and out of those, the eighteen sixty, which is the uh, surgical cut mask, which everybody wants, um, they're probably making about a billion. You know, yeah. So there's not enough masks right honeywell's in this game now you know they're going to be somewhere around that number around a billion or so as well for those cup masks you know you have drager the the, the german mask who is nowhere near those numbers um you have mack right out of taiwan who's making some making some numbers um and then you got you know uh s- some other players that are really not legitimate out of, out of asia out of china really yeah um but, but I know that there are some companies here in the US, there's a manufacturer in Utah, one in Arizona, there's two in California, there's another one actually in Miami, um, who we're, we're actually talking to as well, you know, and all of these are waiting for their NIOSH certification from CDC, you know, these, these companies need help, they already have the plants, they already have the machines, they already, right. they already have everything running, and their capital on hold waiting for the cdc to give them a certification you know that's
1: and that's the kind of stuff i'm I'm talking we gotta we gotta help these these folks these businesses
0: yeah and they don't have lobbyists right like you were saying they don't have lobbyists they can't afford to go put pressure and they they don't know how to work that and they put their own capital on the line but we need uh you know we need to help these guys get their nios certification we need to uh you know and we need to help other entrepreneurs get into this ppe game right let's go make masks you know, yep. don't get, don't make the three plies. but let's go make N95, NIOS okay. certified, FDA approved, five ten k mask. Right. That's right. That's right. That's so, exactly like I said, we need that. That's going to give a lot of people jobs, and that's going to supply and give ourselves, our country, the you know the uh, the products that 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 we demand that we need. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you think about it, Ivan, and then all the related other jobs that come with it. I mean. Somebody's got to ship that stuff, right? So then there's trucking jobs that get created, right? There's just so much possibility there. Yes, you know some of these businesses are closing down. Let's give them the opportunity. What I call again these displaced entrepreneurs. Let's give them an opportunity for a disproportionate percentage of that business out there, because again, I love I love all business, right? Small, medium, or large. But small businesses need breaks that large businesses don't really right. need, right? And so let's let's be be very. Um, direct with that. Right. And, and, and make sure that they have those opportunities.
0: Absolutely. And Hey, Phil, thanks for joining us. You're a stud, man. I'm glad that you're working with the president uh, and and representing our community. It's so important. And uh, especially representing the small business, man. It's an honor. Uh, it is, it is critical. Like you said, you know, they, they, don't have, uh, they don't have high power lawyers. They can't go hire A. Kim Gump or uh, Squire Patton Boggs. Uh, but, but, but they have you as an advocate, man. So thanks for, you, for everybody. And, uh, and hopefully you'll come back.
1: Thank you, Ivan. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with more Battlegrounds.